Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centric leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, as I always am, because you guys are the best, thebomb.com. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative of all of the support you have given me, um, all of the lovely ratings and reviews you've left. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you because your support helps me in turn help you um, and bring on better guests and provide better content for you. So thank you so much for your support and all of your feedback. I love hearing your takeaways from the episodes. It's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So today's episode, I actually want to talk about sobriety. There's been, and I actually, I love seeing this, but there's been this big um, sober curious movement going around. And I think it's one of the best things ever. Now, I'm currently recording this episode in December. um, So it's December the 20th. Uh, but it's releasing in the new year here. So by the time you guys hear this episode, I will be officially one year sober. Um, December 25th is my birthday day. Now, for me, I never, um, I've never actually had a problem with alcohol, drugs, anything like that. Uh, this is just a conscious choice that I'm making. That said, I have people in my life that are alcoholics and who are also sober. Um, and I am so proud of the work that they have done and that they've put in because they've really changed their lives. And, you know, even though I have never had a problem with alcohol and drugs, so being sober is one of the best choices I have ever made because it has given me so much freedom to be myself You know, it wasn't until I stopped drinking that I realized how much of our society resolves around, or rather revolves around alcohol. Um, Everything we do, we're expected to drink. And it just blew my mind how much messaging was out there because I wasn't aware of it before. I was asleep to the amount of alcoholic messaging that's out there that helps to keep us numb and not let us actually express ourselves and be ourselves. You know, I was looking, I would, I'd walk through the mall and I remember looking at different decorations and stuff. And there's a bunch of decorations for the lake and they're like, and it's like, go to the lake and have a beer. That's the best way to relax. Or it's wine o'clock or it's Friday. It's time for wine. Un- unwind for the weekend. 
Um, and just, there's so much alcoholic messaging out there. If you want to celebrate something, you have a drink. If you're, if you had a hard day, you come home, you have a drink. If you just want to relax, you have a drink. You want to get together with friends, you go for drinks. Everything revolves around drinking. And when I finally stopped, when I finally stopped drinking, and this was, this was something that I just decided to do. Um, and it also supports other people in my life. Nobody has ever asked me to stop drinking. Um, but for me, I want to be supportive for them. And that was part of my, just part of my reasoning. But when I, when I stopped drinking, it was, um, it was interesting because I felt like I was bombarded with messages that I should be drinking. And I realized that for as in touch with myself as I was, I still wasn't really in tune with myself. I wasn't able to fully express my emotions. I wasn't able to fully express myself. Now, looking back, uh, well, I, you, you know, I spent 10 years in the military and the military environment is all about the alcohol. You know, I remember being on like basic training and we like all we ever wanted to do was go on the weekends and just get hammered. Um, and that was, that was the fun thing to do. And then I was on other courses and the gym was like a 40, 45, 50 minute walk across the base, but the beer store was a 15 minute walk. So guess where we always went? Wasn't to the gym and just everything we do, like you, you go up to the mess, which is the bar after work. Um, and you have some drinks and you, you chill out. Like it was always about that. And even growing up, alcohol was always a big part of my family. I come from um, a Ukrainian family and geez, from the time I was actually a child, like probably around like three or four, um, I would get little bits of alcohol. So my, I remember my grandmother, she had these tiny little juice glasses and she used to put some beer in them. And they, I mean, they were very small, but like I, I had alcohol from a very young age and it just was something that I grew up with. You always had wine with dinner. Um, you always had beer in the summer. Like it was just these things that, and there's, um, there's a story that my mom always told me. I of course don't remember this cause I was too young, but apparently one day I came home from a hard day of nursery school and my mom happened to have an open beer in the fridge and I walked in and I was like, I had a tough day. I need a beer. And I walked in, grabbed that open beer, and I sat down on the couch. I like nursery school, so I was like four. <laughs> it's it's something that was so ingrained, and I also my dad's an alcoholic, and I didn't. Um, for me, I didn't actually realize how bad it was. So any heavy use of drinking that I experienced with anyone in my life. Um, was normalized for me. And it wasn't until I realized what an alcoholic was, and I had some people that are very close to me go through um, AA, and, uh, and I started learning about it, that 
I understood exactly how detrimental it was. So, um, yeah, alcohol is just, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. And we're picking it up from our parents. We're picking it up from TV, from signs. Like you literally, you can't go into any gift store without seeing signs that promote alcohol. And it just becomes second nature. But I honestly feel like it's, it's used to make us small, to keep us asleep and not in touch with our feelings and our, our true selves. So when I think back, um, I never liked getting crazy drunk because I always liked being in control. So I chose to mother hen people, but I mean, I still drank. Um, I would still get a good, a good buzz going on. And what I remember using alcohol for was so that I could be myself. It was so that I could really have fun because if I didn't have alcohol, I couldn't be myself and I couldn't have fun because then I would be judged. But when everyone's drinking, there's no judgment, right? So yeah, I used it to try to be myself. And I, again, I used it to relax. Um, if I had a hard day, I used it for that. I used it to try to connect with people and it worked. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it worked, but it was, it was false. It was so shallow because as soon as there was no alcohol, I wasn't connecting anymore and all the, the wounds and the demons came up. So I had to learn how to be me without it. And really it wasn't until I stopped drinking that I fully learned how to do that because I, I mean, I was already going on my, on my spiritual awakening. I was doing all the work on myself, but I, w- I was still having alcohol. I'd cut down a lot in, um, in 2018. I would go for a few months without it and then I'd have a drink here or there. And I remember last, last year, so it was 2018. Um, yeah, I remember getting a bottle of wine and it had, it had been a while since I'd had any alcohol and I got myself a bottle of wine and I, I enjoyed it. I, I sat and I just had some wine, but I got this feeling that I needed to finish the bottle and I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like it at all. And I was, because I was doing so much work on myself, I was aware of that feeling as soon as it came up. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. Now I finished the bottle and it made me feel horrible. I think I finished it in two days or something, but I felt like I couldn't leave it. And that was a big shifting point for me because I having had gone, I think, I think I maybe went three months without any alcohol before that happened. And then having had that happen, I, it was, it was a red flag for me. And again, I've never, I, I'm not an alcoholic. I've never actually had, um, an addiction to alcohol. 
But that doesn't mean that alcohol doesn't cause a problem in your life. Because if you're using it to be something or to feel something or to have fun or let go or whatever reason you use alcohol for, chances are it's not actually serving you. So for me, that was a shifting point. And I was, and I was already thinking like, I don't know that I want to drink ever anymore. And then I had one more glass of wine um, at Christmas dinner and that was it. And now it's been a year and I've, I honestly haven't missed it. The only thing I miss, I do like the taste of Gin Caesars. I just really like the taste. So if I find a good non-alcoholic gin, you know I'm going to get some just because I, I enjoy the taste of it. And what was the other thing I miss? You know, I don't even know that I miss wine or anything. It's just gin Caesars. I just, I like the taste of it. And a virgin Caesar, you can kind of get a bit of the taste with pickle juice, but just the, the ginny taste is missing. But again, like for me, it's not worth it to go and drink. If I find a non-alcoholic version, cool. I'll have a I'll have a gin Caesar once in a while that's non-alcoholic. But other than that, that's that's the extent of it. When I stopped drinking though, I again I realized how many messages were bombarding us with the fact that we had to drink. And my partner was actually sober for almost a year when I start when I fully stopped drinking. Um and I didn't realize, I knew it was like, it was hard and it was a transition, but I didn't realize how much of an effect not drinking had and how many messages were bombarded with. And when I stopped drinking, I had to learn how to fully have fun without alcohol. I had to learn how to go out and be around it without just giving in. Um, and I feel like I can't, I can't speak to anybody who considers themselves an alcoholic who's been to AA. I, I can't speak on that because I am not. Um, but I find the, the pressure and the pressure to drink is pretty high because you go out for dinner and the first thing they tell you is all the drink specials. Um, it's just, it's constantly there. And one of the things I, I would do, and if you are thinking about sobriety and you're sober curious, or you're thinking about doing AA or something like that, I encourage you to do it. Um, it, it honestly will change your life. Uh, look for alternatives look for alternatives that you can have. So for me, um, I, whenever I wanted to go out and I wanted a fancy drink, uh, club soda and cranberry juice, that was, that's my go-to. Um, I hate pop. That's just not, it's not for me. Um, but club soda and cranberry juice or like club soda and sparkling water. I don't actually know what the difference is. Is there a difference? What is club soda? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) um, it was a good go-to 
because it makes, it almost makes you feel like you're having something special, but it's not like, it's not alcoholic. And I think that's part of it too, is, um, we're taught that alcoholic drinks are special. Oh, you got to have the best beer or this fancy ass, um, super crazy drinky thing. Clearly I don't drink a lot of those. (laughs) Um, but it makes us feel like we're special because it we've been taught that alcohol elevates any situation. It always elevates it, but it really doesn't. So learning to celebrate without alcohol has been interesting because you just have to celebrate for the fact of celebrating and you're not going to have a drink to celebrate. It's you're just celebrating. So you're just living in the emotion and learning how to celebrate, um, whether that's achievements or a birthday or a holiday, you're just there to be present instead of to celebrate with a drink. And having fun, having fun is a big one. I used to be so insecure about being my true self. And yeah, the more you listen to this podcast, you're going to get bits and pieces of, of my goofiness. I mean, you've heard the perfectionist monster and my crazy voices come out. And um, the last episode you would have heard, which is an interview with my friend Steph, we were just laughing so much. Um, and you saw a lot of different sides of us. And so the more you listen, you're going you're gonna to get some of my goofy stuff. And if you watch my stories, I'm sure you saw all of my Harry Potter advent calendar songs that I did every day. Um, but I'm able to be that way now, but I couldn't before without alcohol. I wouldn't talk in funny voices. Um, I would, if I was really comfortable with someone, but really the only, probably the only person that saw that side of me for the longest time was my partner. Um, because I felt completely comfortable with him and I wasn't afraid to be goofy. Going into my relationship with, um, with my partner, Jordan, um, he, well, okay. I set boundaries right from the, right from the gecko. I was like, first off, I'm going to poke you in the eye. It's going to happen. I don't know why it just is. He didn't believe me until I poked him in the eye. Um, I also told him that I'm going to have friends and like, if you want to be jealous, you can be jealous, but it's not going to stop me from living my life. You get to be a part of my life and I want you to be a part of it, but I'm not going to change my life for you. And the third thing is that I was, I just laid out a ground rule and I said like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be goofy and you can be that along with me and accept me for it. And if you don't like it, but then leave. And it sounds harsh probably to some of you, but in a previous relationship, I had done the, the opposite where I completely molded into something that I wasn't and I lost myself and I kept trying to get love. Um, and I kept trying to be so perfect that 
I wasn't me. I wasn't, I wasn't even real. There were real moments, but for the most part, I, I wasn't real. So coming into my current relationship um, with my partner, Jordan, I had very set ground rules to be myself um, because I didn't want to lose myself again. And I didn't actually know at the time how important that was going to be over all of this because I wasn't awake. Like I wasn't spiritually awakened back then. Um, when, when Jordan and I started dating, uh, that's only been from about the middle of our relationship when I started working on myself. So we've grown together a lot, but he was one of the only people that I was able to fully be goofy with. And now we go about our days and we sing songs about our dogs in, in dog voices. Like we will, we'll sing like Bohemian Rhapsody and we'll be like singing about our dogs. Like we put our dog lyrics to it and we, we do stuff like that all the time. And if somebody was to sit in the car with us or like someone was a fly on the wall, you guys would be like, you guys are so crazy. You'd probably also love it. Um, <laughs> But we'd sound insane, but it's amazing because we get to be ourselves. And for me, when I stopped drinking, I learned how to do that with the world. I learned how to be goofy with the world. And I'm still learning to experience different things. You know, I went to... um, I was part of a coaching program called the School of Soul Wealth. Uh, amazing, amazing program. I love my coaches and everyone in that, uh, that group coaching program. And we had a live retreat. And I think only maybe one, maybe, maybe two people had a couple of drinks at that retreat and the rest of us were sober. Um, and it's, it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling um, because... We were just having the time of our lives, having so much fun, fully ourselves, no holds barred, and we didn't need alcohol for it. We played this game called Bowl of Nouns, and if you you ever have a chance to play it, it is freaking amazing. Basically, the first round... Um, you have a bunch of words in a bowl and use the same bowl for each round. And so the first round, you can use as many words to describe whatever word is on the paper. So if the word is tree on the paper, you can be like, it's brown, it has leaves, it, it grows in the ground, it's tall, and blah, blah, blah. And then the second round, you can only use one word to describe whatever word is on the paper. So again, if the word was tree, you could say leaf and somebody would have to remember that tree was said before and they'd have to guess tree. And then the third round is just a charade. So you'd have to act out a tree kind of thing. And it was so funny because, and again, remember we're, we're sober for this and we're playing in the middle of the afternoon. We put ridiculous things on the paper. Like there was lady balls, there was orgasm, um, Power Rangers, like Eiffel Tower, like there's so many things. And we are having so much fun and getting so competitive. We are screaming at each other, 
just screaming at the top of our lungs, <laughs> trying to guess the answers. And it wasn't it, pretty much whoever was loudest got and and with the right answer got the paper, and and then we tallied it up. And of course, I was the one that turned it into an actual competition. Um, some of the people in the group were like, "Oh, we're just gonna play to have fun." <laughs> I was like, "What's the point of that? <laughs> you must have a competition." Um, so I developed a, cor- a scoring system. So for every piece of paper you got, that was a point. <laughs> Can you tell my masculine edge is coming out? Um, but it was so fun and we were laughing, we were like screaming at each other, just having this crazy time. And it was all sober. And I've never experienced something like that before. Never in my life. Because anytime we had fun like that, and I ever experienced fun like that, everyone was drinking because they didn't feel comfortable enough. And I didn't feel comfortable enough to have that level of fun without alcohol because you always had to stay zipped up when you weren't drinking but when you're drinking that you could just let loose well when you stop drinking when you're sober you learn to let loose and be yourself and have that level of fun without the alcohol and it's actually so much more pure because you can experience it fully because you know, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Alcohol dulls your senses. Yeah, it lets you let loose. Yeah, it might make you feel kind of physically good a little bit, but it, it dulls your senses. It's, it's a de- it is a depressant and it makes your system slower. And then it also, it's not good for your body and a whole bunch of other stuff. But when you learn to have that level of fun on your own, and you experience it with other people who are sober, oh, it's amazing. Or going out to the bar dancing and not drinking and just being sober with a group of friends. It's so fun because you just get to dance and you're not, like you get to be yourself. Why do you need alcohol to dance? Why do you need alcohol to express yourself? You don't. That's actually a story you're telling yourself. Because all alcohol is doing is giving you a reason to be yourself, but it's, it's, um, it's a skewed version. It's a skewed version of yourself because it's all messed up. It's not a clear version of yourself, but when you are just able to be you in every circumstance, that is the purest, clearest version of yourself you can be. And you know, that's some, just some of like the expressing things. And, and whenever emotions come up, you, have, you learn how to relax and deal with emotions and deal with hard days and anxiety and depression. Like you, you learn how to deal with all of it without numbing yourself. You find healthy, connected, spiritual ways to live your life. So if you're feeling anxious, instead of having a drink, you can do a meditation or some deep breathing. If you want to relax, you can go have a bath or do a meditation or do some yoga or go for a walk. There's so many things that you can do that don't involve alcohol. And those things will actually up-level your life rather than make it smaller. 
becoming sober does not take away anything from your life. What you might find is your friend group will change. And that's normal. Anytime you grow, anytime you up-level in your life, you become more connected to that highest version of yourself, to your soul, you are going to lose people. Because there are going to be people in your life that are not going to want to grow with you. They're going to want to stay where they are because they are very comfortable there. And you'll, you'll see that when you stop drinking. You'll see that some people just want to party, just want to get hammered. And yeah, you might still be invited. And you might still go, but you're not going to stay. And eventually you might not even want to go anymore. Because you're going to grow out of that. And it's, it's just a fact. And the thing is, is that it might feel in those moments like you're losing something, but really you're not because you're making room for more amazing things to come into your life. You know, I always say that whenever we are growing, our life, our life is like a box and the box expands over time to hold more and more. But we also have to make room inside our life box. So if our life is a box and it's, it's full of stuff, so that stuff can be friend groups, it can be opportunities, it can be your current job, it can be everything. Your, your life box is full of whatever your life is full of. And you have a bunch of amazing things outside of your box waiting to come into your box. But... You have to make room in your life box first. So you have to take things out of your life box. You have to make some space in order for new things to come in. Because those new things will never be able to come in until you make some room. So now that you're not, you're not losing anything. You're always going to gain and there's going to be growing pains and there's going to it's going to be hard sometimes and it's going to be easy at other times and that's just how we grow that's just that's life but the point is you want to honor yourself you want to honor the direction you're going and if you want to explore something like being sober go for it i highly encourage you to try it because it's not going to take anything away from your life it will only add to it. And you learn different things about how to show up. You learn how to feel all of your emotions without having to numb it with alcohol. You learn how to be your most authentic, goofy, crazy, freak flag flying self without alcohol. You learn how to, to live and be without it. And when you learn how to do that, you're probably not going to want to go back. Because you're going to be so comfortable with yourself that you won't need to feel like you need something that will justify your actions. Oh, I'm goofy because I'm drinking. Ha 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 ha. Well, no, you're just freaking goofy and you got to own it because it's awesome. 
I love dancing when I'm drinking because it's super fun. No, you just freaking love dancing. So just go dance. Like own it. Own it. Whatever it is, just own it because you're awesome. So I would love to hear your feedback um, about this episode. And I'd love to know if you're thinking about sobriety, if you're, if you are on the sober curious train, um, I'd love to know where you're at in your journey and what your thoughts are and any questions you might have. This is a topic that I can go so, so deep into, but I just wanted to scratch the surface today and just let you know that you can be yourself, um, without having alcohol. And honestly, it just it does. It opens up your life. It opens up your ability to feel. You also just feel better on a physical level because you're, ugh, who likes hangovers? They're gross. That's the worst. Even after one glass of wine, sometimes you can be like, oh, why do I feel like absolute shit today? Well, it's because you drank. And our bodies are not meant to absorb that stuff. So treat your body with respect, treat yourself with respect, and, and just be yourself. Try it out, and I'd love to hear your feedback and questions. I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. Do you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at AnastasiaBurtnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.